live from the Mecca of Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah. This is Heart of the Matter, where we do all we can to learn how to walk in the Christian walk in the age of fulfillment. I'm your host, Sean McCraney. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for life. We thank you for loving us so much. You gave us your only human son who lived like we couldn't and uh, died like we wouldn't. And, and now because of that, we can live and do live uh, by your spirit. We're grateful for the uh, <coughs> opportunity to uh, do the show. And we pray you'll be with Seth and, and Wendy and Mags and anybody else, Dave, who's involved uh, with keeping it going. So uh, we uh, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> yeah. Well, tonight brings us to a landmark moment in the history of the ministry. Uh, Fourteen and a half years ago on a Tuesday night, I uh, came to Salt Lake City, uh, came actually on a Monday night, and uh, walked into the television studio and we went live from the Mecca of Mormonism. I don't even know. I think we started with that. And ever since, we have been live on Tuesday nights. Um, 14 and a half years producing a live program for you uh, here. In that time, we've missed two or three shows. One from weather, lightning struck a tree outside the station. One from a technical issue. Uh, one from a family matter. And we have pre-recorded maybe five to seven times in 800 shows. Uh, Tuesday nights have been the night to do live television. And uh, other than those exceptions, it's been quite uh, the ride. Live television, live streaming is fun because it opens it up to people watching live and then being able to call in and make comments and it's et cetera, et cetera. But tonight you are watching the last live Tuesday night program. We might have other live shows in the future if we have interviews or things like that, but I don't know if they'll be on a Tuesday night. They could be, but no more systematic Tuesday night shows as far as we can see. Beginning next week, we're going to pre-record all the programs, future shows on a single day, a Sunday, and then uh, Seth will disseminate them out to you uh, uh, from the can, so to speak. He'll take them and put them on Monday night, and Wendy gets them ready for Thursday night and Tuesday night and Friday night and all the other times. More and more programs going out to you throughout the week. So this also means the end of our live call-ins. The live phones are over with, as far as I can tell here. Uh, and we're doing this for a number of reasons. First, since going off live television in 2013, the call-in stream has dropped significantly. And that's for a number of reasons, but uh, primarily because of the exposure to all the households in Utah and parts of Wyoming, uh, we just don't have the volume anymore, and so the calls have dropped off. Also, uh, people don't care to necessarily watch things live anymore. They go and they watch it during the week. They listen to podcasts. They'll, they see a, a recording. They'll do, you know, they don't really care about the live uh, stuff as much. Those of you who do, apologies, but we have to change and grow and do things differently sometimes, and this is one of them. So there's no reason for us to meet uh, when we can pre-record shows and air them on Tuesday, Monday night and Tuesday night uh, instead of doing them live. Additionally, many people don't want to call in as much anymore. Um, people will write in, people make comments, 
Uh, people send emails, but the call-ins, I'm not sure that's a thing that people like. People are very afraid to do it in the first place. And uh, so uh, when you start to have repetitive calls from the same people, and then the calls have tapered off, makes sense that we make a change. And then by pre-recording all of our programs, guess what that does? It allows us to get together on Sunday, which we do anyways, because we do campus, which will continue to be live streamed for you. And we teach the Bible verse by verse. But between those two services, we're going to do a tape, uh, Heart of the Matter uh, for Monday night, Heart of the Matter, the live, former live show that you're watching tonight. And then we're also going to resurrect uh, Christian Anarchy today, uh, beginning this week. So next week, Christian Anarchy today is going to come up too. But we can knock it all out, uh, you know, between uh, six in the morning when I get here on Sunday to about three or four in the afternoon on Sunday, and it's done. And then me and Seth and Wendy and Mags and Mary and Delaney and Dave and everybody, we have Monday through uh, Saturday to not have to break it up that way. And that's, it's kind of opened up this way because of COVID and a few other things, and I think it's going to be good. So that will set us free. Speaking of freeing us up for other things, uh, we are hard at work creating new content and new products and new ways to reach out to the watching world. We don't have much influence with uh, LDS people unless they're searching LDS people anymore. We don't have really any influence in evangelicalism because uh, of the doctrines and the beliefs and my approach to things. So we're not gonna draw a lot of people from evangelicalism to watch the shows. But I sense that God is opening us up and see it in different ways through different means and different avenues that aren't coming through traditional religious uh, uh, lanes, so to speak. So this, these other things are going to open up more as we produce those things. And we'll bring them to you every Monday and Tuesday night uh, in the pre-recorded shows. So stay tuned. God's working some pretty cool things out, I think. And uh, so change is part of all that. And after all these years, we think it's a good time. Finally, we're going to renumber our shows or retitle them for ease sake. Uh, the way I number things drives Seth nuts and other people too. You know, 41A, B, part 2C. It gets kind of crazy with the way it works. So we're going to do a, a Monday shows. This, Seth and Wendy don't know I'm saying this. But we're going to do Monday shows. and I'm, We're going to title them HOTM Short. And then Tuesday shows will be HOTM long. And a shorter message on Monday, longer message on Tuesday, reading emails, reading your comments on Tuesdays, things like that. And so that will be heart of the matter, the long and the short of it. And that's how we're going to kind of present it from this point forward out. Along with the return of Christian Anarchy today, we have two co-hosts that are going to join me for that. Uh, those of you who like those shows, we've gotten emails from you and comments that you like them. And we want to get those out more. And we're going to have a teenager who's going to come join us. His name's Ethan Foster. He's agreed to do that. He was a guest on the show once before. And he's an articulate, articulate, articulate young man, uh, not unlike me. And uh, Steve Utley, who shreds on the guitar, will be joining us too. So we're going to have kind of a generational thing. And we're just going to talk and keep it casual and talk about things that are important to our youth uh, of today. So that's going to be great fun. Look for that to be coming out on Fridays. Wendy's going to make sure those are being posted on Fridays for you to watch. And um, I'm not going to approach Heart of the Matty any different. Heart of the Matty 
any differently than I always have. The only change will be we're not going to be live on Tuesday nights anymore, and we will not be taking live calls. Uh, and, and we may do some live shows, but no more of the Tuesday night stuff. Uh, uh, we will continue to post the phone number, though, for people who want to call in, and they'll talk to Danny about Mormonism. And then everything else you can find below by clicking on that below button and do that. So I want to invite some people up who were here from the get-go. Some people won't come up. We have, we have people we call David. He won't come up. We have people that we call uh, uh, Maggie. She won't come up. Uh, but we have, uh, let me begin with someone who's been with us before I ever stepped foot in Utah, and her name is Mary Marguerite McCraney. Come up, Mary Marguerite. She got all gussied up to be on the show tonight. So come join me for a second, Mary. 14 and a half years ago, my wife was 21 years old. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> she took me to Long Beach Airport and uh, she uh, got me out of the car. And as uh, she said, don't blow it. <laughs> That's, those are her words, don't blow it. And uh, then I went on the air. And before I went on the air on Tuesday night in March 6, 2006, I called her and said, well, here we go. And she was like, yep, so, uh, you know, good luck. And there was no, we didn't, we didn't we, there was internet, but we didn't, you couldn't watch it no, on the internet. No, I couldn't watch back then. Couldn't, yeah. well, I just had to tell you about yeah. it, right? And, uh, and there was no uh, YouTube. And uh, any, if there was YouTube, we didn't know about it. So uh, it was just me doing the show in Utah and then flying back home to my wife. And uh, we did that for 10 years. And uh, during that time, uh, we went through some unique we did. <laughs> we did. Some, I'll just say we went through some unique. We'll just leave it at that. It's, it was just unique. Uh, and there was an ebb and flow in life and relationship. Our youngest daughter, who's going to come up here in a second, she was 13 when we started. She's now 27 and just graduated from Michigan. And uh, uh, so a lot of life was left uh, for her to handle and uh, doing the live shows on Tuesday nights. And uh, so any, any thoughts, anything you want to share with the audience? It's not the last show. We're going to no, keep doing yeah. it. But yeah. make the, you keep saying that's the end of Tuesday nights. It's still going to happen on Tuesday nights. It's just not live. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's the end of us recording on Tuesday night. But it might not mean anything to you. It probably doesn't because you don't know what we're doing. But for us, every Tuesday night, Wendy, Seth, Mags, Mary, me, whatever daughter is here in the state, here doing this and uh, uh, P Dave behind the camera and people doing lights and Larry taking notes and all the people in here, Ken listening to uh, political radio and uh, 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 <laughs> Eric sleeping sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for the for sticking with me through the journey. It's been a pleasure. All right. How do you? I'm grateful. Thanks, babe. Delaney, come up. Come up, Delaney. I just, I mean, people know you because you were on recently, but Mary, hand her the microphone. What, how old, how old were you, what grade were you in when you were 13? Seventh. Seventh grade. 
So uh, half, my, half of her life from seventh grade forward was kind of absent of me, and uh, yet she pretty, turned out pretty darn good. <laughs> There's a, probably a reason for that. <laughs> Less me, better child. Uh, but uh, Delaney helps with the ministry now and does uh, different things uh, while she's figuring out what she wants to do. And any memories? Do you remember anything about when the show started and we came up here? And Do yeah, you? I do. Yeah, I remember Hold the it. microphone to your mouth. Yes, I remember it. Yeah? Yeah, I was very young, though. Yeah. And you were going to a Christian church at that time? Yes. Yeah. Calvary. D the or and Christ Presbyterian. Christ Presbyterian. Delaney got tapped into a Christian church, first one in our family. She's been to more Christian church than I've ever been to. And uh, she knows more about that, that culture. And so she went to that, uh, that private Christian school down in Southern California that almost killed her. And, uh, and uh, yet she <laughs> made it through. And we talked about last time. So it's great that she's here in town and here to be with us on this uh, date. So I didn't start it with you, but we're ending it together. Proud of you. Thanks, babe. Send Wendy or Seth up. One of them, hand them the... What? Yeah, okay. Oh, goodness. Now, over the years, some of you... Uh, I'm sure if you've watched, you've heard of us talk about, I've, I've referred to her in, in, in years past as Lusty Wendy because our callers would call in and we would be waiting for the calls to come through and she'd be on the phone flirting with them. <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> but Wendy is a behind the scenes champion. How long have you been with us for how long? 12. So, 12 of the 14. And she goes home and she sits in her room dressing her dogs and she shreds uh, stuff for us. And she's the one who takes parts of the show and give you, gives you pieces of them that are digestible for you to watch on uh, the air, as, uh, along with all kinds of other things. She's a great defender of uh, the ministry. She's a, defend she's a <laughs> defender of me. And she's protected me from some of those vicious... Uh, critics out there, and you don't want to mess with me when mm -mm. you don't want to mess with Wendy. Uh, so, um, thank you so much. Any comments, thoughts? Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Spread That's right. the news about the ministry because we're not going anywhere. We're no, just not going anywhere. We're just gonna get bigger. Just get bigger, <laughs> and because of Wendy and Seth and their their efforts. Right. Let's bring Seth up. Okay. They have to switch places because they're manning the cage as we talk about. <laughs> Seth, how long has it been? Uh, when did we meet? What year was that? Oh, there goes your water. Uh, See, I think it was uh, 2012. 2012. Yep. I got to meet Seth, and uh, it was a great uh, uh, thing in, in the ministry's life. Oh, he wants you to scoot over closer oh. to me. Yep. Act like you love me. Uh, <laughs> Seth, uh, he was really casual about it. He said, oh, I'm kind of interested in tech stuff. And, and I'm like, great. And he stepped in and uh, it was, I mean, 2012, 2013 is when we moved in here. And he has really kept the ministry going relative to day-to-day -day stuff with the internet, with, with posting, with editing, with anything that has to do with tech. Seth has uh, done it. So you have been a blessing to me personally and to the ministry with all your hard work. And uh, any, any uh, thoughts? on the shift from Live Tuesdays to just going to recording? 
Well, I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a vote of confidence. No, <laughs> no I, I don't know. I, th I think it will. It, it seems like most people watch afterwards and at their own convenience. So I the analytics, yeah. do they tell us that? Yeah. yeah. See, so. we have analytics. He knows all about them. He tries to teach me them. I don't care. <laughs> That's a frustration yeah. for this. These poor people is they always want to tell me about things that I can't understand. So, uh, but I'm really like my mic, <laughs> like my microphone. Stop playing around with your chest hair. It makes it scratchy. Uh, and it's just a great technical guy. He fixes our lights. He keeps things running here. Anything that needs to be fixed, he does it. Puts a toggle light on the camera. It's all kinds of stuff like that that goes unnoticed and unseen. Him and Wendy, uh, so grateful for you, brother. Yep. Thanks. Yep. No problem. He's a man of few words. Yep. Yep and nope <laughs> is pretty much uh uh, Kathy Maggie behind the scenes. Uh, Kathy is started the children's ministry for our church. She's in the back. She's been with us from the get go. Uh, she came to the first campus uh, Lord's Word meeting Bible study we had, I think, in a movie theater. Uh, she showed up there and then uh, uh, then she'd come to the University of Utah. She comes here every Sunday. She cleans the bathrooms. She cleans the chairs. She vacuums. She sets up the children's room. What? She prepares the food when we used to have food uh, before COVID, and uh, she keeps she does the cleaning. And she's a servant, and but she doesn't like to be on camera. But I'm talking about her anyway. And she sometimes is interesting because she, I mean, I can I think I can say this. Uh, she sometimes questions her uh, Christianity. She's a humble woman, uh, but I gotta tell you, uh, the way she lives her Christian life out is the, one of the best Christians I've ever known. So uh, she's, a, she's a good wife and she's a good mother. She has a bunch of sons and she's so, been so vital to the ministry over the years and uh, contributes in so many ways. And so, so grateful for her. Behind the camera is a, a guy named, uh, we call the prophet David and <laughs> all hail. <laughs> he has revelations, for, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dave is, a, he has been with us forever. I think Dave has been at the first shows uh, at, T, at TV 20. He was in the audience. I've known Dave for years and he's, uh, he's very aphoristic. He can summarize things up pretty, really well, concise. And he always has an angle that I haven't ever thought of. And he'll correct me sometimes. Wait a minute. This, and he's taught me a number of things. Oh, this wasn't right or this isn't good. He'll say, now, how about this? Uh, I think you're inconsistent there. No, no fear with him and uh, grateful. People say Sean McCraney has no accountability. Uh, you've just met. Th they are my accountability partners, but we do it in love. We don't do it as, you know, Sean, we need to talk to you. It's just, hey, what about this? And this isn't working right. And yeah, you know, I'm pretty bold and, and forceful, but these are, we hold each other accountable and it works in this way. You don't need to have these elders boards and this BS religious accountability. You have it right here. So uh, then we have um, my uh, friend, Larry. Larry, you got to come on up, brother. While Larry's coming up, there's a, a, uh, there's a man in Sweden named Michael his wife, Stephanie, and uh, he and his wife, they do the editing of books. They do website development. They do all sorts of things relative to things that are coming out in the future. And they're a great asset to the ministry. Michael and Stephanie love them so much and are so grateful for all that they do behind the scenes as well. Larissimo, 
This is my good brother, Larry. Larry is from Arizona. Larry's been on the show. His dad is a pastor. He's a great guy. His mother's a, a wonderful woman. We've, we've been out with him several times. And Larry, the guy is like, like crazily amazing in that he goes on a Mormon mission. His dad's a Christian pastor. His dad's like, okay, son, go. He goes, because I doesn't want to be there the whole time, comes back. And he finds out about heart, and then he moves up here, and he becomes a real asset to the ministry. So grateful for my, not only my, uh, what he does for the ministry, he's working on some stuff behind the scenes that's pretty stealthy, but pretty darn cool, and that's going to be coming out soon. But he, he's got his degree in marketing, and, uh, but he also uh, is a good friend. And he and I have had some good laughs and talks, and, and he's a good friend of our family. And, and uh, think very highly of this Young man, anything you want to say about the live show, uh, Tuesday night recording stopping? Does it matter? I hope I can behave that long without being here. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, does it? No. In your expertise as a marketing uh, guru, it doesn't matter really relative to us getting the information out there? I hope not. Well, again, not a, not a really strong vote of uh, confidence from these people. Anyway, thank you, brother. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Uh, and, uh, you know, while we're doing it, we might as well keep going. So, uh, Eric, you're going to come up. Eric has got to come up. Eric is, uh, here's the microphone. Bef while Eric's coming up, I've got two other daughters and grandsons to talk about and two sons-in-laws. I know it, it's our last live show, so you can, you can deal with it. Sit down. Eric's wearing a mask uh, for a very important reason. Eric, you don't mind me talking about you, honestly, do you? Oh, no, but Eric is a, uh, uh, what is your condition? Uh, well, the homeless, uh, homelessness no, or just, no, uh, no. oh, oh, mental eye, bipolar disorder, type 1, generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, dyslexia, dysgraphia. Name something short of schizophrenia, I probably have it. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty much sane and lucid. I just talk really, really fast. I get really passionate uh, when I come here. And he talks about love. That's one thing that gets me. I'm really, really inattentive. I'm out there sometimes. I'm like a shotgun, not like a laser. But when he talks about love, that's one thing I love about Sean McCraney is that God is love. Uh, we must true must worship him in spirit and truth. But um, God is a God of love. And that's what I love about Sean McCraney. He's a very loving guy, very forgiving. And uh, so um, <clears throat> that's what I have, really, you know. <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric is homeless. Eric mm -hmm. has been homeless for how long? Uh, two and a half years. Lost my job on the 18th of July. Uh, something was destroyed on a tractor trailer. Didn't crash it. No one died, no one got killed, no DUIs. But I got blamed. It's it was the Boston like me. He thought I did something. The guy was kinda screwy. But uh been too lazy to get another one until just recently. Hopefully I'll be able to save up some money, pay off some debt, finally get out get out of the homelessness, out of the shelter, and um be able to get an apartment, be able to get a used car, et cetera, et cetera. And the most take... important thing you're looking to get is uh uh what do you mean? Uh a woman. Oh uh, yeah, a woman, yeah. If, <laughs> if you're single out there, this guy's a catch. He's very smart, <laughs> very smart, and uh, he's like Rain Man. He can, he can. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can name a song, and he'll tell you the year it came out and the month. Yep. Yeah. So uh, a fascinating guy, and he's with us almost every week, uh, sleeping in the chair, <laughs> snoring. Yeah. While I teach, but we love Eric, and uh, thank you for coming well, up. Thank you so much, Richard. Are you wanting to come up, or are you like Dave? I'm like Dave. He's like Dave. He's not coming up. And then, of course, Ken. Ken just shakes no. 
He has been around since the beginning of time at the old studio. So these are the people who are kind of in the studio right now and uh, just wanted to share them with you. You can just set, give that to Mary or set it down, Eric, and uh, we will wrap it up with the following uh, comments. So um, I want to promote uh, some topics uh, really quickly. We always do ministries. We support talking to Mormons, check my church, ex-Mormon files, ministries, outreaches, uh, all in operation to equip you and protect you, to inform you, especially relative to Mormonism and then the predatory nature of churches today on what the men and women are doing under the guise of Jesus Christ and what they are and how they're putting people into bondage. And I know each of these people uh, who run these ministries personally, and I love and trust them. And, uh, and so I also want to promote Radio Free Mormon, uh, RFM, as uh, the host uh, recently interviewed me. And I think in particular that interview is really good because it tells you where we've come from, where we are, and where we're going. So you can check uh, Radio Free Mormon out on HOTM.TV's uh, website or... YouTube, check below. All the links are below. All the links. Um, I'll never get that, be, do that naturally. Uh, you can also go to RFM's radio, uh, Radio Free Mormon, and see the interview there, or watch, listen to the interview there. And we're really working hard on a number of things as uh, in the ministry, as I personally believe that the benefits of our information will become fruitful and beneficial when evangelicalism in the world and in America comes to a screeching halt. In the meanwhile, God provides us with the time and ability uh, to put over 800 um, recorded shows out there for you, hour-long shows, over 800 hour-long verse-by-verse sermons, and there's more of those to come, eight books, more shows, more sermons, a 22-volume set on the book of Revelation. We're in volume six right now. Uh, so it's being done. We've got the first, and they're, they're great volumes, and those are going to be coming out. The TVAR of the New Testament, which is my magnum opus, all of these things, plus some other things that may be in the works that could be exciting for the ministry. We covet your prayers. We appreciate all forms of support that you give us when you share the ministry with other people and people who are in a position and uh, who help us financially. It's great. We thank you all behind the scenes. We also have... Um, we just want to thank everybody who has helped keep the ministry going on Tuesday nights and the live show. The same work's going to go on on Sundays now as we record everything. But nevertheless, uh, want to thank uh, all the people who have come up here and who have been mentioned. Finally, have to mention my uh, daughter Mallory, who uh, is uh, our oldest. She uh, has been on the show as an atheist. She's been on the show as a believer and how the Lord has worked with her, through her, her two sons, uh, Laser and uh, Samson, my grandsons, who have also been on the live show, and we interviewed them, and, and that was fun. And then uh, my middle daughter, Cassidy, who lived here, and she was part of the live show uh, doing the short films and the, and the graphics and, and helping with the audio and all the other stuff for years. Many, many years of her young life, uh, she came uh, up here and she lived here. We lived together and we worked in the ministry together. And so a vital part of my three daughters to uh, the production of Heart of the Matter live and just want to thank them. Before we jump to uh, comments, I just want to ask you one question. 
When it comes to God, do you act in order to be loved by him? Or do you act because you love him? Think about that question. Seriously, if the former, that you act in order as a means to be loved by God, to have him love you, or to continue to love you, or to love you more, I'm going to do something I typically shy away from, but tonight I'm going to take the liberty to embrace it, and that is I'm going to speak for God. And from what I can tell, this is what I think God will say to you if you are doing things to get him to love you. Stop it. Stop it. You can't make him love you more than he already does. You can't get him to continue to love you. He already does. God loves you as you are. He knows who you are. He knows everything about you. And he loves you. So you can't do more works or say more prayers or do more this or more that to make him love you more. He can't love you more. He will never love you less. And there's nothing on earth you can say or do. You can't pay more money. You can't go to church more. You can't read the scriptures more that will increase or decrease his love. So stop. His love is eternal and it doesn't wane or change based on circumstances or failures or thoughts or rebellions. And he loves us so much, he gave us his only human son, gave him up, really gave himself up, offered him to die and live like no one would, die like no one could, for the sins of everybody. That's love. When you take your last breath, I believe this so sincerely, you will know this love completely. You'll understand it more, at least, at that time. And all the reservations that you might have had over the course of your life is, does he know you? Is he not cognizant of your person? Does he care about you? Does he love you? Well, I think will come forward. You will know it. So stop trying to earn God's love. However, if you act because you love God, that's a different story. That, that's, that's praise God time, right? That is where you want to be. That you, what you do and what you say and why, why you choose to do what you do is because you love him. Not because you're trying to earn his love. You see, when you love someone, you really love somebody. You want to please them. You want to serve them. You want to make them happy and full of joy, don't you? Right? So there's a big difference for, between doing things to get God to love us and doing things because we love him. See the difference? And if you learn the difference, you'll learn the difference between being in a relationship with God and being in religion.
Religion inserts itself between you and God, and it spends its time telling you, God is not happy with you. God will turn his back on you. You have offended God, etc., etc., etc. And then they give you the solution to all those infractions. You must do this. You must do that. You must do this, right? But that's not, that's not relationship. When someone loves you in a relationship, they love you, right? Well, that's what you're in, in a relationship with God, and he loves you. So we don't need those churches sticking themselves in between and telling you how you need to do better or what you need to do. You have a relationship with him. Take those things and throw them over to the side. You don't need them. 2,000 years have passed since God reconciled the world to himself through the death and resurrection of his only begotten son. 2,000 years. Do you know that the nation of Israel before Jesus was born, if Jesus is born here, and this is the nation of Israel from Abraham, and the eight, it only lasted 1,500 years. So we've gone 2,000 years now since Jesus was on the earth, almost. 2,000 years have passed. Religions have waged wars. They have endorsed hatred. They've endorsed killing. They've endorsed slavery. They have abused women. They've abused children in God's name. They, uh, they have politicized Yeshua to no end. We have an American Jesus standing, leading the way for church and state with greedy men and women running houses of worship like Fortune 500 companies. All of them inserting themselves between you and God and telling you what you need to do to make God pleased with you. God is pleased. God loves you. When you can understand that, you will respond in love for him. And then actions start to change and thoughts and opinions start to change. We've allowed the preachers to threaten us with an imminent second coming. Be ready, be ready. 2,000 years they've been saying that. And we've had... We've had viruses before. We've had famines before. We've had wars before. Well, the, the virus of 18, uh, 1918, what, 200 million dead? We've had a couple hundred thousand dead from this one. He's not coming back in, in, because of this. Don't let him scare you. I mean, they say Jesus is going to come back. He's going to be angry. He's going to destroy the world. These, these churches have told us to take up arms of hate against certain people types and, and alternative lifestyles. They've sequestered many believers in one political corner and said, that's where we all need to be. And they've claimed that uh, God hates fags and, and, and God has killed them with AIDS and that people in different parts of the world are being wiped out by God's tsunamis. All this stuff they've used to puppeteer him and stand between him and you. When in reality, when that veil was ripped in two, it was open to everybody. And God has a direct relationship with you by and through his son, whether you know him or not. Organized religion has served to divide believers more than anything else. Organized religion has divided believers more than anything else. You strip away that leadership, I can get along with a Baptist, a Catholic, a Mormon, a Buddhist, a Muslim. I can get along with anybody. Strip away the leadership. Get along with most of them, right? 
But when you get the religious leadership in there, they divide the people up, sequester them so that there's infighting. Shouldn't be done. The sacred faith is to meet itself out across the globe to all nations, all genders, all people, all lifestyles, all souls as love. That's what it should be seen as. And on this last live show of Heart of the Matter on a Tuesday night, where calls are no longer going to come in, I want to end it with a petition for any and all within my voice to choose agape love for all people all the time over everyone. Everybody, I'm not over everybody, for everyone all the time. And because Jesus said, it's by this that men will know you're my disciples. This love, that's how they'll know. We love you all. And I love you all, uh, whoever you are. And, uh, and I think we're going to pick up all your comments and read all of them uh, as we record the show this Sunday for this next Tuesday night. And we will see you Monday and Tuesday here on Heart of the Matter. 